Good morning and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. We are going to start this morning with D. Bowden. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Nika. Thank you so much. Actually, it's D. Bowden. I'm originally from Boston. Um, I've got a company called BCS Solutions. And BCS Solutions is a revenue recovery slash debt collection consulting firm that works with small and medium-sized companies to recover their over 60, over 90, or over 120 days past due. Um, I got into revenue collections, uh, debt collections, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and contract administration about 28 years ago. I started by doing data entry first. I met my first contract administrator in um, like 1988 and was intrigued. What do you do? And he explained to me that everybody who was in business has a contract. Everybody who's good at service, a good of services is, is done through a contract. So I grew, I learned from the bottom up. So I've done accounts payable. I've done data entry. I've done accounts receivable. I've done collections. I filed. I've done it all to actually grow into becoming a contract administrator during the day. And then about 10 years ago, I tried to launch a company before and I actually failed. Um, I tried to do that thinking I understood the whole piece of business and what it requires and had a clue, had a business plan, did not know anything about sales and marketing and leads and all the other stuff. So tried to do that for about a year, failed miserably, crazy debt, closed it down, went back to work. And my, my day job is basically, I'm a contract, contract closeout specialist. I work, I support one of the government agencies and I actually would help recover money for them during the day. And, uh, about three years ago, I went to a workshop about becoming a woman entrepreneur, and I decided to revisit another company called BCS Solutions. And what I decided to do was this time, instead of it just being about collections, it would be um, contract closeouts, it would be collections, it would be speaking, and it would be teaching. And so for the past three years, I've been on the journey. I actually just graduated from the Steve Harvey's Act Like a Success School of Business Acceleration. Mm -hmm. um, in next week, I'm going to be speaking uh, digitally for the Success Women's Conference with uh, Lisa Nichols and Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. Uh, so for the past few years, I've been on the journey to become better at sharing my knowledge, skills, and abilities, sharing the, the journey to still stay doing this. And like I said, I still have a nine to five. So um, I'm still supporting you know, my day job, and that's my first revenue stream. But the goal eventually is to close, is to eventually stop having the nine to five have BCS Solutions be the be the main source of income. But in the meantime, um, I will tell anybody, if you have a day job, don't lose it. <laughs> That's number one. Uh, number two, I would tell you, make sure you're putting some money aside for the things that cost. I mean, you know, getting getting a website, getting a logo, getting um, uh, stationery, et cetera, everything costs. So if I was to give you any piece of advice to be there, you know, as you're, as you're working your nine to five, start putting money aside so you have it so that you're not, you know, you don't end up in lots of debt. The mistake I made the first time is I, I maxed out all my credit cards, trying to do everything versus doing what I'm telling you now, which is keep the day job, save and, and budget. And then when you can do things, do that. If some things cost more, you have to wait. It's like old school. If you don't have it, you save up for it and try not to go in. Nika, you got any questions for me? Yes, ma'am. So my question to you is, as somebody who is not into the financial realm, what, when you say accounts receivable, can you break down a little bit what that means to a business sure. owner and why this is sure. important for our businesses? Absolutely. So when you're in business, you, you, have, you have four things. You have a contract, you have accounts payable. That's the invoice that you submit to the company to get paid. Accounts receivable is the money that comes back to you. Then you have your finance. So basically the reason why your accounts receivable is so important is that basically 
for every product or good that you you sell, you expect to get paid. You, you do a presentation. You you're you're selling your widget, whatever it is. You bill the company for that. The receivable part is that is that's your cash. That's money that comes in. That's your revenue. It's basically, if you don't have any receivables, any money coming in, you're not going to be in business long. Basically. And like you said, you said something about maxing out credit cards and all these things. Every, every, every business. Right, exactly. So, so for every company, so every business has this, you have, you have a contract or an agreement or something, but basically it's, it's, a, it's a contractual document between you and somebody else to sell your product and put your service. Your account payable is basically your invoice. It's, it's the invoice that's submitted to the company to get paid. And then the receivable is basically the money that's coming back from that vendor back to you. And basically, in accounts receivable, you have what's called uh, sections. You have your current, which is zero to 30, or 31 to 60, 61 to 90, and 90 and over is 100, oh no, 90, excuse me, 90 to 120 days. My goal with collections and accounts receivable is to make sure that uh, companies work to stay between zero and 30, 31 to 60. When your invoices are past six, or 60 days past due, there's usually some kind of problem. Either and from the government side, usually invoices got lost. Somebody forgot to submit something, a data entry error was made, it got lost, the dog, the cat, the squirrel, somebody messed up, and basically it is, is lost in, in, a, in a system somewhere. One of the reasons why it's so important to manage your receivables is that, number one, if you're, if you're looking at, if you track it, like I said, I do it old school, so I have an Excel spreadsheet, it'll be 030, 31 to 60, 61 to 90, and above. You should be looking at all three uh, stages, all three sections, all the time to say, okay, I can basically plan if I have this, these invoices went out on, on say, what's this, number four. So basically in 30 days, if everything is going well, you should be getting your payment in 30 days. If, 30, if that slides into the 31 to 60 days, that means A, um, either invoice didn't get submitted correctly, B, somebody forgot to schedule it on the, for payment with all the other invoices, C, person who needs to approve it in the company uh, left, might have, might have changed positions, they forgot to approve it, whatever. The point is, is that you as a business owner, you're responsible for knowing, as I call it affectionately, the state of your flocks. You should know how your money is supposed to run. And basically, as soon as you realize things are kind of sliding from third, zero to 30, 31 to 60, especially at 60 days, almost, hi, I'm BCS Solutions. I submitted an invoice to accounts payable, blah, 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 on such and such date, and I just want to find out and figure out what happened. Is there anything that, that I could have done to, to fix this? Or B, do you still have the invoice? Do you need me to send you a recopy or another copy? Did you lose the report? Did the dog eat it? I'm being funny, but seriously, you start you need to call and ask those questions because things happen. happen they happen all the time. I mean, but you just said something that, that is a benefit to other business owners is that you just said that people can use BCS solutions for their accounts receivable and accounts payable. Is that what you're saying? what I'm saying because exactly. I'm gonna tell you as a business owner I have one no interest in that two it was something that I didn't think about when I decided to run a business and so what you're saying is important to everybody else and I want to open up the floor to the other business owners on the call do any of you ladies have any questions for D pertaining Please. to anything that she said or what you think other women may need to know about their business and the importance of what she does from your perspective well, I think like you said, I mean, we definitely as, you know, a business owner, I'm not interested in running that side of it. Yes, I'm going to have to do it for a while, but if I can outsource that, 
then mm -hmm. oh my gosh that would you know so now i have that in my mind like okay you know when i start to see growth i want someone to come in and be able to handle those accounts you know mm -hmm. so that definitely has opened up my mind like okay you know like you said like later on i have to definitely save that in the back mm -hmm. of my mind so when that time comes i know who to hit up you know yep. so, yes and that's the reality is part of what i wanted to do in building this platform is understanding what we need to run our businesses yes. because me as a mental wellness close coach i really encourage people to have a committee in my life i have a committee they're women or friends that i call for different areas of my life i know that one may be better professionally one spiritually but we need to do this as women and as business owners we need to know who we need to have on our team and we mm -hmm. need not to wait until it's a detriment because in her case for what she does that's the money and we can't wait until our business thrives to say oh back up i need to do my record keeping i need to do my invoices because it's too late at that point and exactly. so what she's saying is actually very important and i've heard something similar in the past but i was like oh my business is just a startup i don't need that but the reality of it is 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 that this is something that we need in our business and in our personal life yeah. because we have to separate the two and also use one for the other if we learn the strategies in our business we could also execute it in our personal life any ladies Absolutely. have any other questions or comments i totally wholeheartedly agree with that i mean um my my husband is my it so it's become you know on that side of it you know, I can only go to him, like I have to send an email just as though it was a regular business on that side of it. We don't talk personal, we don't talk business in the personal space. So you have to separate those. And then I have different girlfriends that I go out with for a glass of wine or a cup of coffee because, mm -hmm. you know, some of them are really more like, hey, I know Sue is really good. She's a financial planner. We talk more financial planning where if I need a little, you know, boost in terms of my self-esteem, I'm gonna call Melanie. So you have those different friends and those different people in the business and personal world to make it all kind of fit together. So yeah, everything you're saying, two thumbs up for sure. Awesome. I like that. And anybody else have any questions? I do. So I have a question at a Toro. Hi. Hi, D. So my question is, if you are a service and you're working with an, a company or an organization, who are you giving the contract to like who are you who's signing the contract um in the business or or the organization because there's my part i'll have to be the contractor and sign like i'm providing a service but then okay. who's signing the other end saying we're paying you this amount for your services well I'll, i can answer that by kind of sharing it from from the government side so okay my space. So, so if you're offering a, let's say you had a, a service that you're offering with the federal government, person that would be signing a contract is who has the authority to to do business with you. So, for example, if you were, let's say, if you were with Homeland Security, and let's say, okay, make it easier, the Coast Guard, and you were going to sell uniforms, the person that would actually sign that contract is the person who can actually say on behalf of the government, we can sign this contract and and. And, pro and promise that we're going to pay you X amount of dollars for the service that you provide. So in your case, if you're providing a service, so when you, for example, let me back it up. If you do a proposal or a, a selling uh, talk to someone at, at a company and they say, 
we're interested. Number one, you submit a proposal. Number two, the person who signed your contract is a person who, on behalf of the government or the company, who can obligate, who can commit and say, yes, we, we're going to buy your services. And in the contract, it'll say, we're doing work between ABC company and, and your company, effective this date, and the, the rate is this much, and you're going to send invoices on this date. And they'll have clauses that tell you, you know, what you can do, what you can't do. And basically, you have to agree to this, and you sign it, and then they sign it. When it's signed by both parties, then it becomes a legal contract, and you're you're they, you're promising to deliver your product or your good or your service to them, and they're promising so long as everything is copacetic, they're going to pay you for a certain amount of time. You would be talking to basically the person that's going to actually who can who can commit the company to sign that contract. So it could be, again, I talk from the government side, so y'all have to forgive me. I try to I'm trying to learn how to put it on the on the other side, so y'all make sense. Basically, so if you were selling a service to I don't know, let's say McDonald's and, you know, the store manager would be the person that could sign on behalf of, of that McDonald's store. He or she could sign the contract and say, yep, we're going to buy your services and here's your contract. Does that make sense? Uh, where'd you go? <laughs> yes, it does. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Hey, sure. Absolutely. Anybody else have any questions for Dee? No? Well, I thank you, Dee. Hey, you're welcome. Before I go, can I share a quick story to let me to kind of really <laughs> explain how deep accounts receivable is? So as I shared, um, I've been in this in this bit for, uh, business for a while. So um, back in 2004, I was, to, to show how long I've been doing this, I was a, a collection specialist. I literally worked part-time. I was working from four to eight. I worked for an IT firm. The company's called Amherst Technology. And you guys, I'm sorry, Amherst Technology, and you're welcome to Google it. They don't exist anymore, but here's why. When I came to work for them, they gave me $8 million in receivables. That's money that was owed to them. They gave me $8 million to collect. $8 million in 60 days. Y'all hear me? It started with eight. I did $6 million in 60 days. Now, when I was sharing earlier, when I was joking about mistakes happen, one of the reasons why they were owed so much money is that one of the companies, when I took over the accounts, I called them to say, hey, I'm the, on behalf of Amherst Technology, calling to find out how come you haven't paid your invoices. Literally, they said, true story. The reason we haven't paid almost $4 million is because we sent an, invoice, we sent an email saying to your company, we're changing our billing systems, and you keep sending your invoices in the wrong billing system, and until you change it to the right billing system, you're not getting paid. That's one. Number two, after I collected the $6 million, unfortunately, even though they had other people collecting, the company closed from the CEO to the janitor, we all lost our jobs two months before Christmas. The reason I have such a, a passion about accounts receivable and collections is, is because of what I personally went through. I watched myself and my team work hard to collect all this money, but unfortunately, we were collectors. We didn't know all the other issues that were going on. The reason I keep talking about how important it is to know the state of your accounts is because even though we collected that much money, all of us lost our jobs. And I don't, my goal is hopefully to, to help, help other companies realize if you stay on top of your accounts, if you stay on top of, top of your money, preferably you won't end up like Amherst Technology and, and go out of business. And the thing is, if you find yourself in trouble like that, say something. You know, I'm here as, now as a resource. The point is that even though I was there as a collector you know, 14 years ago, the point was is that the company still went out of business. So I don't know what happened at the CEO and CFO level, but all I do know is this, is that I had $8 million. I did, I did six. And everybody who collected, we collected lots of money, but it still wasn't enough to save the company and everybody lost their job. You and you're saying out. be proactive and know these yeah. red flags and, and, and communicate with who you need and 
and what you need before it gets to that point. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, thank you, D. You're welcome. Thank you all, everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. You. All right. Next up, we have Fanny. Hello. Fanny, tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. So hi, everybody. First of all, thank you for having me here. So I am actually French. So there is a little bit uh, so I, ho I hope you don't mind and if you don't understand anything just let me know uh, so just so you know guys I'm actually doing coaching so personal branding coaching which is actually my way to get high-paying clients and to help my clients to get high-paying clients so in a bunch of different industries uh, one of my clients do website another one she's writing books another one is doing like meditation like wellness coaching kind of uh, I have really a big background in different industries myself so just as a little story so you can better understand where I come from. So of course we're friends. Anyways, so like two years ago, I actually came back from the US. I recently graduated from like a master in marketing and I came back in France. I was supposed to live with my ex-boyfriend. So you can guess I came back in France single, freshly single, totally broke, back to my parents' house, like amazing story, kind of like, what am I going to do with my life? No clue. So I was like, let's just start my I acted into the entrepreneurship kind of world, not really randomly because my ex-boyfriend uh, has his own company. So it was kind of like the beginning of like the inspiration of me, like starting my own stuff. The problem is that when I started my agency in France, it was like a global digital agency. So I was doing like email marketing, like community management, web development, marketing, consulting, a bunch of different stuff. And after actually struggling for like eight months, and kind of being depressed between, I actually met my first mentor who was doing Facebook ads. So Facebook ads was just one tool, my, one marketing tool. I could actually use all my skills to just implement stuff I already knew and actually get clients to my clients through the advertising. The problem is that it wasn't really a problem, by the way. So I actually grow my agency like successfully till like six, uh, eight months ago or something. Um, and I was actually promoting myself using personal branding, but really unconsciously because I knew about marketing and I was like, oh, how can you stand out? And I was French and no French were actually talking English and doing <laughs> business with Americans and Australian and people in UK. So I was like, let's be that French girl that everybody's going to know about. And at a point, so I got clients, everything was great. And at a point, actually my network came back to me and they were like, Oh, funny, like, do you do personal, like personal branding coaching? Because we literally see you everywhere. And I'm like, holy moly, like, I never thought about it. Like I did consulting and marketing for years. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like personal branding is just like one niche in the marketing. So I was like, let's actually do that. Because the problem is that Facebook ad was great, but I was definitely like missing the coaching part, like the more social interaction part. So I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like those successful people loving their job or loving their like current company but there is this like fulfilling part missing so they kind of like want to monetize their passion and this is actually what i did for myself so i shut down my agency i just like sent my clients to uh friends of mine who were like amazing at what they're, what they're doing and i started my uh personal branding coaching uh, agency actually which is just me coaching my clients and it's been in a while now so I coach about like 15 people and I just help them um, simplify kind of like simplify the framework help them with their ideal clients their message their positioning online their content strategies so they can actually attract the clients and don't have to shape them anymore 
because we all know that hustle and green and we just like do the work and take massive action. But at the end, we just feel super confused, even paralyzed. And we just procrastinate and we just feel our life is shit. And we're like, let's go back to that normal job. And I'm done with entrepreneurship. So it's kind of like my way to help brand, brand new entrepreneurs, but not really, but people who have mastered one big craft for years to actually monetize that online. So it's kind of like what I do. What? And what you just said is so important because a lot of women and a lot of people struggle with what their skill is. So, you yeah. know, for instance, I was in social services for 20 years and I kept saying, what business can I own? But we're all, we're all gifted with skills and things that we do that we don't monetize. And so instead of working for other places, making whatever you're making, if you create that plan and you sit and you analyze what it is that you do and what you're good at, then you can do anything. And this is what you're saying is exactly what I want people to understand of why they need coaches, regardless of what our net is, what our field is and what our niche is. People do not understand why they need a coach. And regardless of whether it's a marketing coach or a business coach or a life coach or a money coach or whatever it is, what you just said is what I need them to understand is using what it is that you already do as a business and being able to monetize it. Yeah, there is really two points to that. Like, first of all, I, I got like four mentors. I attracted them through like my content and who I am. And I invested like $100,000 in my education. I'm like 27 now. So it's like a lot for my age, let's say. But I mean, in France still, because we have like different fees. But like through my education, I went to like Tony Robbins event. I invested like a private mastermind in like Phuket, like with one of my other mentor. I invested in like uh, courses and stuff. And the fact is like, you can learn as much as you want. And sometimes we're like, I'm not credible enough. I need to learn more. To learn more. It's kind of like an excuse to not taking action because we feel we're still missing that next like course, that next event, that next blah, blah, blah. I think it's something else that we need rather than what we already have. And it's just because we are totally scared and we freak out because our brain tried to keep us safe. And as soon as we have to put ourselves out there, this is our responsibility. And this is why a coach is freaking important because the coach, if you don't take action, it's just you being here and be like, I have to put myself there, but you know, like if people are going to start to criticize me or if I do it the wrong way or if I fail or blah, blah, blah. And then your coach is here to actually guide you and tell you, yes, just do it, do this because I'm sure it's going to work. Mm -hmm. It really helped me myself uh, hiring coach. This is why I just beginning to be a coach because it's naturally like in me, I love doing it. But also because I see the big difference between investing a couple of hundred, like right and left and even thousand. And at the end, you don't get the results because you don't have that one person telling you do that or this is going to happen. Okay. That, that is really like the power of coaching. So, yeah. Okay. Does anybody have any questions for Fanny? I don't have any questions, but I just want to say, Fanny, your message is on point. I'd actually put that in the, in, the, in the comment thing. And I'm glad to hear you talk about the importance of getting, investing in yourself to get, to get better. You think you, you started the conversation about us needing, needing a, a variety of different, uh, the committee. Fanny's right. You do need a marketing coach. You do need a financial coach. You do need a speaking coach. You do need all those things, but you don't need them all at the same time. Um, exactly. I, important to, to, uh, to agree with you and say, sometimes you have enough, and sometimes you end up becoming like an information junkie. You can take at the class, program after program, this and, and never do a daggone thing with it. Sometimes you actually just really just have to get started and, and make the mistakes and then 
hopefully somebody will give you positive feedback and critique you and teach you, okay, you could have done this better, don't say this, or say this like this or whatever. But the point is, is to get started. Um, you know, to Anika's is starting this podcast today. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But here's the thing, she's doing it and we're all here. What? It's gonna get better and we're gonna grow from this. So that, or that's the part that I think people need to understand. Sometimes you don't always have to have everything correct. I think people get hung up in their head about, oh, it's gotta be absolutely perfect. No, guess what? You need to get started. That's why, if you think about it, it was either Microsoft or Apple, who does the 1.0, the 2.0? If you look about it, every time they, they, they tweak it, they make another point, something, no, it's 3.0. All those are corrections. They started it, they got some feedback, and then they said, oh, this ain't working, click, it's 2.0, click, it's 3.0. What are we up to with the phone? Samsung nine point something, yes, Eight other phones that came before them, and they figured out, oh, we need this. This don't work. Change that. Bah, bah, bah. Next thing you know, is, is it the iPhone is up to what y'all got? It? How many of y'all have iPhones on here? I have an 8. Up to 10. Is it 10? Is it 10? All right, I got a Samsung 8. Guess what? I got to go get the 10 because I'm going to skip the 9 because by the time they finish it, they're going to be something else. But point guess is, what? They're using letters now because they ran out of numbers. Yeah, you, I'll be up to 12, whatever, but you got to get started. And that, so, Fanny, first of all, thanks for coming aboard and sharing this with us. Number two, Nika, kudos to you for getting this done. Three, all y'all, seriously, get started. Take what you have and get started. We've now become a community. You've got all these people right here who can help you do what you need to do and be brilliant in that. Let's do this, y'all. I'm just saying. I would just add one last thing. Do huh? what you have to do, but do it in the right order. Yes. Like, for example, for me, I wouldn't invest in a website right now if your messaging is not on point, if you don't have any clue who you're talking to and this kind of stuff, because you're going to waste your freaking money. So you really have to, like, work on your marketing, like, message and strategy, and then you can invest actually in a website. And then as soon as this is ready, you can invest in PR, ad, etc. And then you can um, hire, like, a speaking coach or whatever. And then mm -hmm. blah, blah, like you have to do like this stuff in the right order. Otherwise you're going to just mess up everything and you're not going to get results and you're going to finish broke. And so we actually that. have some marketing people here today. So um, let's go ahead and, and also ladies, I want you guys all to join CEO of She so that we do have the platform where we can all network. I do have a, a page. So um, I want to move on to Tammy. Tammy and Fanny and Dee, we're still going to have a conversation, but I want to get everybody on and introduce. Sure. Um, Fanny. Uh, not Fanny, Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> Good morning. How are y'all? This is amazing. I really appreciate you having us on. I know this takes a lot of work. There's just always a lot of pieces and parts of this that go on in the background that people just really don't don't understand. But let me introduce myself real quick. I'm Tammy Fink. I'm with BlueWaterDesigns.biz. I am a um, branding strategist. Um, specifically visual branding. I work with, um, right now I've actually kind of put together uh, a client-first marketing program, which is all about creating tangible experiences for online community builders, um, group coaches, anything like that, any kind of um, person, any type of people that actually work with groups online. And then what this does is it helps you connect with your members in an interactive way that's meaningful and memorable. So we do a lot of planners. We do a lot of um, journals and coming up with creative ideas. I do graphic design. Um, I've been doing that for 20 some years now. My story kind of jumps into um, how I got started in this. 
pretty much everything I've done has been accidental. Um, but I know that one of the things that I really, really like is the fact that I looked for, I found those opportunities. Um, and so even though they were by accident and it felt like this wasn't what I was meant to do, um, everything has kind of worked out. So back when I was in college, I was working for a big uh, multi-billion multi dollar company in their marketing department. I wanted more money and I could never seem to get into a place where I could get more money. And so I took a position as a... Um, I had the opportunity to apply for a graphic design position with a quick copy printing company, which was like way less, but I made way more money um, in doing that. And I thought, well, you know, if, if the whole college thing doesn't work out, then I've always got the graphic design to fall back on. And so that was kind of my mindset, you know, looking at it, that it wasn't going to be something that I was going to really make a career out of. Um, I guess the universe or God or whatever, you know, has a sense of humor because you know, that's right where you end up. And I think that, you know, I had um, worked my way up through graphic design. I had done a lot of different things um, through the print industry. And I think that eventually I worked, I worked up to where I was being in corporate design. And I had a lot of problems making that transition. There was a, some things that that it was harder at a corporate level for, for a creative to deal with. And there wasn't a lot of appreciation. I can remember being called in to, I think this was probably my, my pivoting moment that I decided I had to do something different um, was that I had been called into a manager's office and they wanted to go through and critique um, and had a spreadsheet. They, I mean, they had taken time to do this to figure out what websites I had been on in this progress or whatever of getting inspiration or whatever. And it wasn't like I was on some, you know, crazy outlandish sites. It was just that they wanted justification for any place that I was getting any kind of inspiration from. It was crazy. And so my um, husband took a job. Um, we're both artists. My husband took a job as a potter um, in Branson, Missouri, and we relocated. Um, and when he got me here, I stayed on with the corporate design job. They kept me on for a year while they were trying to figure out how to replace me. And in that time, I had discovered that I could do everything online, that I could put all this together, um, that I had clients. And so by the time they had replaced me, I already had my own clients. So I kind of worked my day job and built the clients at the same time, which I think is a really smart way of doing it. You know, they said before, I think that that's just something that, um, just makes a lot of sense. And since that time, like I said, I had a lot of clients, East and West Coast, 90% of my clients, I've gotten to work with some national brands. I worked with Cinnabon and I worked with Hershey's and I worked with Hewlett Packard on the backside of theirs in a support role through all of those. And I loved doing that kind of work. But at the end of the day, if I stepped out from behind the computer, I was unemployed. And so I went from that mindset to how can I duplicate what I'm doing, duplicate it, you know, make a difference to more people. Um, and within, you know, a few months, I started doing print brokering, which I got back to my roots with. I, you know, I understand how to work with printers. I understand how to, you know, price out that kind of thing. Can I re, you know, can I utilize that information and, and build on top of what I've already built. And so that's where the client first marketing kind of came into place. And so that's, that's where I'm at today. 
I have a question. Did you say you were Amish? No. <laughs> okay, I can't hear. I'm sorry. See, I heard that long time ago and I held on to it. So I had a question, but now that question does not exist. But what I did want to say, you said you have tangible products. And so I was sitting here writing because I don't know if you guys can see, which for my podcasters, you guys can't see me, but I have a stationary addiction. So the planners <laughs> and all that, Tammy, I'm going to be looking out for that. But well, what absolutely. you said is really important because as a mental wellness and a life coach, I use a lot of the tangible. I literally mail my clients worksheets because there's there's a difference between being able to visualize what you're trying to say and be able to put it on paper and see it. You know, mm -hmm. I have paper here. I, I, I It's different. And you have... Uh, like like Dave Ramsey talks about the uh, the emotional connection to being able to touch money and the same thing with paper and the same thing with ideas you know we talk about brain dumping and all of that and out of what you said that was where what I got out of it because that is so important for people whether it's marketing whether it's anything but growing your business you got to be able to have systems and be able to use your personal development skills to be able to then execute the other strategies that you other women have. So um, your your tools are definitely very, very, and not to mention graphic design, which huh, huh, I've been, I've been, I've been oh, girl, we, 12 we, hours we, of doing my website. So um, we, we can talk, we can totally talk about, about design stuff, but you know, I think that the, you're right. I think in the connection piece, that's, that's really what I think a lot of online businesses are missing. Um, and so that's one of the things we're putting together a gift program where you can send out cards that are customized to your brand and you can send those out to your customers. And because, you know, a customer is valuable. And I think a lot of times there's so many numbers online. There's so many, you know, different things on how many people like your stuff and all of that. We're always looking at numbers. If you have a following, if you have people that are attracted to you, nurture and grow those people. Right. I go out people, and get people, not numbers. every month. And so it is about that. It's about the numbers, but it's also about building those connections. And like I said, making it tangible, make it something that they can hold in their hands. We've got a, um, I've got this next weekend, I'm able to go in and design. If you want to learn how to plan your planners, how to connect with your audience, how to put those pieces together, we're doing trainings and stuff on that. We are putting together ways of helping you to connect. We've got welcome boxes that you can put together where you can send out welcome packages. How awesome would that be to get an actual piece in the mail that connects you not only with your brand, of which your brand is important, but also with the language that your tribe is speaking. You know, you can utilize that is so much more valuable than just slapping your logo on a coffee cup. I mean, there's so many more things that you can do to say, hey, you know, we're in this together and we're speaking the same language, you know, and after, at the end of the day, that's the kind of bonding that we want with our clients. And that's absolutely perfect because that's the thing about having an individual coach or having that it's, it's building relationships. And that's something that I teach on all the time. If, you, if you're not building relationships, you're not gonna thrive. It, it'll be very short-lived and very temporary. So that is definitely very, very important. Does anybody else have any questions for Tammy? All right, thank you, Tammy. Thanks, thank Tammy. Uh -huh. All right, we're moving on to Keisha. Keisha, yeah. tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. 
Yes. Um, well, hi, my name is Keisha, and I'm the founder of a um, nonprofit organization um, called Abundantly Authentic. And we could get into the title later because um, I know it's a little um, long, but um, the purpose of Abundantly Authentic is um, for us to be able to um, show our girls the, the skills necessary to practice having a positive self-esteem so that they know how to value themselves and others. And why this is near and dear to me is because I myself participated in an unhealthy relationship for years that stemmed from having a low self-esteem. Um, and how this came about is, like I said, I, I got out of, I was able to have the opportunity to get out of an unhealthy relationship. And it was being confronted by my daughter, actually, um, with the reminder and the reality that I'm the first person that she gets to see as to what a healthy woman should look like. Um, so when I seen that confrontation, when um, how that happened is she was staring at herself in the mirror. And I was staring at her, stare at herself. And I decided to ask her, like, what do you see when you look in there? And she turned and she pointed to me. And immediately I was just reminded, um, it is faith-based, but I was reminded, you know, that um, God came to give us life and give it more abundantly. So the way that I wasn't, I wasn't proud of what she was pointing at. So that's when I decided to make it my life's mission, not only for myself and not even just for my children. Uh, but as I'm walking through the journey um, to plant the seeds of encouragement into our young girls, world, um, school-age girls um, worldwide. Um, so how we do that is I go around um, to schools, to churches, to um, lo um, local youth groups, and I host programs and uh, um, workshops that allows our girls to be able to practice the skills necessary to cultivate these healthy relationships. And um, what I teach them is that the first and foremost important relationship that you're ever going to have is a relationship that you have with yourself so once you're able to practice those skills because that's what I tell them it takes practice just as as we're we're connecting here um, that's a relationship with like I said yourself is number one and then you're gonna have relationships with your siblings relationships with your um, with your friends relationships with your parents all of this because a, I see it as, as I deal with moms and daughters all the time. And yes, as moms, we want to cultivate these relationships. We want to be able to um, pour into our young girls. But they're going to walk outside in the world. And the world is going to do all kind of things, say all type of things to them. Do them um, up and spit them out. Yes, yes. Um, so how I um, describe that is that I think about it as like a bank account. Okay? You can deposit and you can withdraw at home or you know you know you you're depositing in them meaning you're affirming them you're letting them you know you're letting them know that they're very capable that they are enough because when they get outside the world is going to try to withdraw as much as they can mm -hmm. well if you're in home if you're if it's starting there and you're depositing into them those little withdrawals won't mean that much so they're going to get that outside in schools with bullying, with, you know, somebody telling them they're not cute, someone telling them, oh, I don't like this. But if you're pouring into them to be able to show them the skills of pouring into themselves, then outside won't seem as drastically um, devastating. Not the same impact. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, the way...
the way that I break down my workshops is there's five keys that I believe in, you know, and this goes for anybody, but my niche is um, young girls and their moms, but there's five keys. So I teach them beautiful. That's the first key. And what that means is beautiful is not only what you see on the outside it's what you are on the inside. So what gifts do you have to offer the world and how I call it unwrapping your gift. How are you practicing those skills and how are you cultivating those skills? and sharing them with the world, just like we're doing right here. Everyone has something that they are pouring into that they're like, you know what? No, I want to step outside and I want to take this share my gifts with the world. Um, so what, what are you gifted with and how are you sharing that? Then is, um, I call it ooh-la-la, which is taking care of your outside being, taking care of your shell. Because we all know if you look good, you feel good. So we don't want to be walking around with ashy, you know, I got brown skin. I can't be looking like that. We want, we want to, you know, moisturize those lips. We want to, you know, take care of ourselves. You got to show up to the world in a, you know, be presentable. Be presentable. Um, so that's ooh-la-la. And then it goes into journey, which I break that down into two, which is um, just don't get stuck with what you, um, what you are don't limit yourself to where you're at right now in your mind you know travel want have the desire to want to travel so even if you can't go out of state can't go out of the country start with landmarks in your city over you know a, a nearby state you know just get the mindset of not being stuck just limited where you're at and then it's exercising your body one thing i always say is like i gotta manage this chunkiness I can't just be sitting around doing nothing. So what I do, I can't, I, I don't have the, it's not in my budget to go out and um, get a gym membership right now. So I bust that YouTube on, I put that kickboxing video on and yeah. that, that's happening a couple times out of the week. And then I have my legs, you know, thank God work right now. I'm going outside and I'm jogging or I'm walking or whatever the case may be. I'm just tired of having, having to make excuses for myself. So, um, and then there's nourish, which is um, being mindful with what you put inside of your body. And then the last one is investment, which, you know, um, I try to, well, encourage the girls that investing is not just financial. Investing is investing your time and, you know, volunteering and thinking about places that you really want to pour your time into, investing your time in your relationships with your friends spending time with your friends, spending time with your family. Um, so yeah, those are the keys that, that is very important that I'm living, living, breathing testimony of it. And this is why it's very important because every day as I'm making the intentional decision to become a healthier woman, a healthier person, um, I'm having support into not only my children, but the girls, that, that's just where my passion is for that. All right, Keisha, I'm not going to say anything because I will talk to you forever. So I will, um, <laughs> because this is something that's been near and dear yeah. to me, and um, I, I was going to try to start a Girl Talk chapter and all kinds of things. So um, I really want um, you other ladies, if you have any questions or anything, go ahead and ask Keisha now. Hey, Keisha, I want to say, this is Tammy, I want to say, I mean, that, that is an amazing, amazing story. And it is such good work that you're doing. 
I mean, that, thank you so much. You know, you're, you're blooming right where you're planted. Yes. And I think that that is so important for so many of us that we, we you know, don't look at our surround, we look at our circumstances and they could be, yes. you can look at them badly. You know, yes. like, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be stuck there. You just have to bloom where you're planted. Yes. So yes. bless your heart. Yes. Yeah, absolutely you. love you. that. Thank you. And like you said, um, it's funny how you said accidental, you know, you got into it accidentally. That's how I felt because I remember just sitting down, you know, seeing my daughter with that revelation and then talking to a friend like, this is, we're talking to each other and we're connecting. She's like, no one taught me this. No one taught me that. And you're trying to figure it out. Just like being an entrepreneur, you're trying to figure it out on your own. And you think you're the only one. And once you're able to connect and you put yourself out there to connect with others, you're seeing that you can glean from other people so that we're able to be stronger human beings, you know? Um, so I just sat down one day. I was like, we're doing a workshop. We were having birthday parties every weekend they can come to a place where we can just connect and learn about how to take care of ourselves and i started doing workshops and um i call it that too like this is accident this is well i don't believe in things being an accident but i was doing the the back work before i even knew that i was an entrepreneur basically so Thank you, Keisha, because what you said, and like Tammy, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head because I, I, I too do everything through accident, Tammy. Even this podcast was an accident. So um, <laughs> it's just funny how things happen, but that's why I tell people, and for all the listeners, I want you to understand that nothing is an accident. You know, a lot of times we get in our head, and if it wasn't meant for fate and for us falling on our knees and, and breaking down half of our our successes wouldn't be success because you know if it was up to us we're stubborn we're, we, we are stagnant we procrastinate and we just have to push forward and for me it's people seeing things in me that i don't see in myself and people putting my name in hats that i didn't know that i was going to be committed to so whatever <laughs> it is you just have to go with it so um with that said i want to move on because we are having a blast but running out of time I want each of you ladies to be featured on your own podcast with me. So for the listeners, I want you to know each woman is going to schedule a one-on-one so that we can feature their business individually. But I wanted us to be able to have this conversation so that we could feed off of each other and talk about the similarities that we all have as women and struggles of being an entrepreneur. And for most of us, we didn't choose it. It chose us. So um, I want to go ahead on to Randy. And Randy Bryant is here. And Randy, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what it is that you do. Hi, I am Randy Bryant, and I own a business called Mickey Ann. I make jewelry um, out of silver and recycled copper. I choose um, cabochons, natural stone, and um, handmade. I just kind of find, try to find the coolest, weirdest things that I can find, and. Um, make them in the most non-traditional way as possible and also the most traditional way like it's kind of weird like I take traditional and simple and try to make it kind of my own and kind of like I feel like everybody has said I kind of fell into it um October will be my fifth 
business. I was actually just kind of telling my story the other day and, and how I started out making like two things, two products, uh, a simple bird's nest charm out of plated wire and kind of funky beads. And, um, and now, you know, my husband always says that I've leveled up. Uh, he's a gamer, so he always makes these gaming references. So he's like, oh, you've leveled up, ding. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you're a dork. Um, but yeah, so he always tells me that I leveled up, like kind of each year has been another another level that I've gone to. Um, again, kind of going from plated wire to I'm using fine silver and copper and and natural cabochons and like the pure good stuff, um, so to speak. So it's, it's just, it's really cool to, to be able to make things with my hands. I have a nine to five, uh, like Dee was saying, like I'm, it's not like making jewelry is making me a living. Um, that's certainly the goal. Um, but also like Keisha was saying, like my heart is to have, I'd love to have a brick and mortar where the jewelry business is paying for, um, an open, an open kind of open studio space where I can offer classes, but also open have kind of an open area for teens, teens specifically, but teens and children to be able to come in. Cause I know for me, the arts got the arts in church got me through my adolescence. And I, that's like, that's my heart. And like, I like, there are times where I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to quit making jewelry work the nine to five. And, and it's just like something in me, even now, like I'm getting kind of emotional, like thinking about it. Like, I know, I know that I'm not supposed to give up even when it's hard. Um, last year was a little bit of a setback as far as the business is concerned. I went through a cancer journey. So that's like a whole nother aspect of my story, but also just as much a part of it. Um, I am a year out uh, so they say that's a good thing. Congratulations. Uh, so that scary. is huge. Uh, it's scary. You go from seeing a doctor once a week to now they're like, oh, we'll see you in six months. No, hold up. Nope. You can see me when I want to see you because um, it's, it's, it's kind of terrifying. Um, but it's also kind of like, okay, clearly there's a plan and there's a purpose that I haven't fully wrapped my brain around, but the jewelry and had, like art has always found a way to center me. And, and even last night I was thinking like I was sitting there and I had turned some praise and worship on and I was just making some jewelry and it was like the most calming experience for me. And I was making a custom piece and I got finished and I was looking at it going, this is not how I envisioned this piece at all, but what I envisioned wouldn't work. And I took it to my husband and he was like, what made you do it this way? I don't know. I don't know, but it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's, it's actually like the more I look at it, I'm going, this girl gave me the stone, but she ain't getting it back <laughs> because it's that like it's, and so it's, those are the things like being also like being a part of someone's story and being trusted with, with that. Like she's going to walk around like telling people about this stone and where she got the stone and then how she got it set. And, and so it's really cool to, to be a part of that. That is your power. And that's, that's so true because 
You know, as a therapist, I tell people how coping skills, like people don't understand what that word means, but what you're describing is exactly that. When people hear coping skills, they're like, I don't get it. Well, coping right. skills is something that, that, that distracts your mind from the mm -hmm. negative thoughts that gives yep. you peace and it gives you power mm -hmm. and it gives you a uh, purpose, you know, and here you are yep. doing something. And then here you are, even in your own journey, questioning what your purpose is and not understanding why you're doing what you're doing. You're just being mm -hmm. a best because that's just all you know how to do. But guess what? Right. That's what you're supposed to do. And right. that's what you're designed to do is to surrender to whatever it is that we're meant to do. And mm -hmm. we like to think that we know what we're supposed to do. We okay. try to do it our way. And I mm -hmm. promise if you do that, it's not going to work. So yep. you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're saving lives and probably your own through mm -hmm. your own journey. And if you just steadfast and keep doing what you're doing, that jewelry is your story. And that is awesome. So I just want to commend you on your journey, on your gift, on your talents, on your drive, and on your cancer journey. And I also want you to know that you, you, from this day forward, are never alone. And you have family. And we will support you all the way. And I will check out your jewelry. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll hey, post up a link for sure. All right. Congrats on your five-year anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's yeah. been... Yes, if I could say anything to you right quick, I would tell you to take a moment and celebrate the fact that you have overcome and have been in business for five years. A lot of us can't say that we've done that. And think nope. about it. You've had, you know, you've had cancer, you've had other struggles, but the point is that you're still here. So, mm -hmm. Right. That means you are a warrior. Thank you for showing us what perseverance. I, I have you. a I have a tattoo for those that are on video that actually says warrior. Awesome. So thanks for being. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for being for thanks for being an example of perseverance, and thanks for showing us what five years of not quitting looks like. That's right. Thank you. Awesome. That's right. And the whole key of this is letting people, you know, listeners. I want you to understand that. It's not pretty, you know, when, when you are fighting for your life, when you're fighting for your business, when you're fighting for your family, no matter what it is that you're fighting for, it's not pretty. But guess what? When you, when you armor up with the things that you need to go to war, you'll win. You just can't give up. So she is our testimony today. And Randy gets the award for warriors of the day. <laughs> I, I just made that up, but wear it girl. Cause you deserve it. Got it. Because awesome. in every way, shape, or form, you're still here and you're still you're still at war and, and you're guaranteed to win. So um, with that, I want to talk to who we have next, Melody. Hey, guys. Hey, tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Sure. My name is Melody and I own Leon Consulting and Development. And essentially what I offer is transformational coaching. And I help people connect to their own inner wisdom so that from that place of clarity and leverage, it can be led to what's specifically for them. And one of the um, things I was laughing at when everybody was like, oh, it's an accident, it was an accident. I don't, I don't believe there's accidents. I believe that when you connect to your inner wisdom and you're guided by that, those are breadcrumbs. And that's just the universe leading you bit by bit by bit to where it is that um, your soul or your, you know, your journey is meant to take you. So what I like to do is connect people to understand that voice, understand that inner wisdom. And one of the means that I focus primarily on doing that is our blind spots. 
So when I say blind spots, I mean like the areas of ourselves that we don't necessarily lean into, the areas that can be considered negative or less than ideal aspects of ourselves, and using those as catalysts to understand ourselves more deeply and transform. So that's the, the general basis of what it is that I do. And I got into that. Um, I spent about 15 years in education and coaching in some capacity and I went through my own traumas and my own things that I could no longer continue to prioritize self-care and be doing a nine to five and I had to get to a place within myself where I was like you know what universe I trust you if I'm going to be my best self I have to like really prioritize taking care of myself so I left institutionalized education and I just kind of started doing like my own consulting on the side working primarily with barber schools and cosmetology schools that wanted to become federally funded so that they could offer um, like financial aid to their students. So I started doing that in a little bit, letting them know how institutions run in a way that could get them accredited. And I found that as I was doing that particularly, a lot of the issues that the student or that the schools, um, both the staff and the students were having, a lot of the, the tools that I learned in my personal healing, I was able to say, hey, let's implement this here. And I'm like, wow, this really has things that you can implement in a personal level, on a journey level, on a career level. So I started really um, just taking everything that I learned between my own healing journey, between my, uh, like with going through actually like psychologists and, you know, healing from my traumas, from my background in education and from taking some coaching courses. And I created a system that really helps people take a structured approach to understanding where they're getting in their own way and how they can pivot from that place to a healthier way of approaching it. I totally like that because everything you said is exactly how I wound up where I'm at. So um, yeah. it's funny how, you know, it's a little bit different because I explained to people when you are trained, it's different than experienced. Mm -hmm. um, and then for me, I was a therapist and a mental health case manager and psychologist, but I've always been different. You know, I really have a hard time letting go after 30 minutes or an hour. I want to know what happens after and, and, mm -hmm. you know, and being able to walk with people as opposed to just telling them where to go and dictating what they need. Right. to do. So um, when you say healing, you use the word healing. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. The power in that word is everything oh, yeah. I think brings us all to where we're at now and, and beyond because the minute that you do that and you execute that and you start using it for your, your good, then the opportunities are endless. And that's why this is called your voice, your power, because just in us talking out loud, sometimes talking to each other, talking to clients, we, we use our power when we don't even know that we have it or that we don't even know what it is. It's just the execution in, and, and that's what we're all here for. And that's what, people need to understand is that just by teaming up with somebody else that is in execution mode of using their power or exercising their voice or helping you to find your voice, that's, mm -hmm. that is the power. And for yeah. everyone that is working in this capacity as an entrepreneur, that is your superpower. And right. so, um, Melody, thank you because that is awesome. But I, mm -hmm. I you know, Y'all know I got ADHD, but I really like to liken it to when you take the opportunity to really cultivate a space within yourself that is, you know, solution focused and healed what it is that you're bringing to the story and what it is that you're bringing is the ability to introduce a, a, a healing space, whoever it is that you're working with one-on-one. -on -one. And it's like, 
writing, how wonderful to really connect to your own inner wisdom and you take the time to make sure that the best you is showing up. Aside from all the other things that are, you know, maybe going crazy, just focusing the best you, you give people permission to be them best out their best selves. And it really um, just cultivates on a social level, the ability to make such stronger connections and for us to take things to a much deeper level than we can if we're not really in our best, most healed space when we connect. And you also said solution focused. So yeah. for a lot of people who may not know what that means, there is a difference. And when you're looking for coaches, therapists, and things of that nature, that's what you have to identify is what stage are you in and who can help you identify your needs, who can give you the solutions to your problems. So right. Um, that's something that people don't know to differentiate, but you also, you, you really need to have somebody that's able to provide those solutions and, and walk that walk with you. So, um, I'm so sorry. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to add one thing to it. Like when on the entrepreneurial journey, um, a lot of the times we're given logical processes and what's really empowering about what it is that I bring to the table and what it is that you can cultivate within yourself is Sometimes the best, the best guide, the best coach is already inside of you. If you cultivate that relationship with your inner power, you will be led to go in a direction that may not logically make sense. But when you understand that voice and you learn how to follow those breadcrumbs, there's a leverage that any five-step system that might be fantastic, that leverage inside that comes from that connection, you don't rely on anybody else. You don't need anybody else outside of you. And it's awesome to have people because community is so important and we do make each other better. But when you have that inner knowing, you could be alone in a desert and you're still good. Yep, it's that confidence that, that basically validates your insight. You right? know? Because I know for most of my life, I knew I was different, but I didn't know what to do with it. And a lot of times I let people make me think I was weird. And, right. and finally, when I got the confidence to realize that what was in me was insight and it needed right. to be used and it was right. that creative niche that needed to be nurtured. Right. And here I was trying to conform to a world that I did not need to exist in. Right. When my business bloomed. That was, that was how it started. I walked into work one day. My boss said, can you go run a group? I said, I'm not running anything. I'm going to run my own business because Work I'm not listening to you anymore. And, <laughs> and I didn't even know where it was coming from, but it was that day and it was that aha moment and that wake up call of, you know, here I am conforming to something and like dying from the inside out because I'm way more than where I'm at. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's that growth and that's that, that, that mm -hmm. thing. And, and, and you have to be around like-minded people. You have to find the place where people will nurture you mm -hmm. and will give you what you need to be able to grow. There is nothing mm -hmm. worse than being planted and having no water and no sunlight. You gotta have it. So for all of y'all that don't know, that's what you're missing. And if you need mm -hmm. that, then you need to be able to find one of us and look on one of these platforms and listen to these women and network and grow your relationships. But first off, like Melody said, it's confidence. And if you don't have confidence and you don't know yourself and you don't know your superpower and you don't know your gift, that's the first step is get to know yourself because sometimes, you know, we avoid self, you know, mm -hmm. we're running and we're keeping busy just to get out of our heads. Mm -hmm. You got to slow down sometimes because the golden nugget is right there within you. You just mm -hmm. got to figure out what it is. And if you can't figure it out, that means you need help and help is here and somebody can help you figure it out. And you would not believe how quickly that can be done. 
very quickly for sure I'm telling you so because uh, I'm here because people saw in me what I didn't see in myself and then I kept saying okay there must be something because everybody keeps telling me the same thing yep <laughs> and, and, and and you know what and that's how it all started and then I started seeing it in myself because I stopped listening to the people that were saying the other things that I was listening to and I started mm -hmm. listening to the right people and then I started listening to myself and so um, that's that that's where success starts and ends is within yourself so um anybody have questions for melody all right good job explaining <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you all Thanks right um my pleasure right, we're gonna have you again like everybody else i want to have you guys one-on-one -on -one because everything that each of you is doing is so important and um, I mean, I've learned from you guys individually, but I mean, I know the world could learn more. So I want to be able to shed light and spend time on each individual gift here because a lot of people don't know how many different people can sew into you. And, 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 and even though they may have the same title, they still bring you something different, you know? So, um, I, I, I just want to be able to give everybody their due time. Um, so now we're going to go to Sarah. Sarah Lasker. Hey, Sarah. Good morning. Hi, Tell us everybody. about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, my name is Sarah Lasker. I own Healthy and Huga. It's like a wellness coaching. Um, so yeah, so wow, a little bit of how I got into it. Um, like many of the others, um, I have about 20 years of educational experience. So my undergrad, I'm a K-8 certified teacher, so I can so I can do education along those lines. My master's degree is actually in health education. And I'm one of 11 duly certified as a certified, uh, master certified health education specialist. Educators really bring the viewpoint when it comes to people who have diabetes. In particular, I work more so with people who have type 1 diabetes versus prediabetes or type 2. But a lot of what I do is really bringing to them, how do you look at that occupational, that social, that spiritual, that intellectual, that physical, emotional, environmental, and now a lot more of that financial piece. So what we were talking about a little bit earlier, how do you bring all of that together? Because you're more than just, you know, in the diabetes world, you're more than just your disease. So what else can we do to bring all that together? And, you know, I know folks have been talking about a lot of different ways that they've gotten involved in this. I, you know, I started out in higher education. I was mentioning earlier, I used, to live, I used to live on the East Coast. So now I'm in the Midwest, but I also worked in the clinical world. So I've worked in the hospital systems. I've worked in, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one direct patient care along those lines. And I've also worked for, you know, I, I think one of my biggest turning point was, was working for the government. I worked in a position where I was in the cubicle where, you know, you're trying to make these bigger population changes and you're realizing I'm not making these changes every day. How do I get out there and make those changes? So on a personal journey level, I took a small business course at, um, the local university in town and really realized, hey, I gotta be out on my own. I've got all these different pieces and no one else has this educational background and no one else has had these different experiences. So how do I bring it all together and share it with other people? And that's ultimately when I found Huga. So people are like, Huga, how do you say that? How do you spell that? It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It's actually a Danish concept. So, in, and when you look at it, you're like, people are like, is it Higgy? Is it Hugu? How do you, how do you say it? It's Huga. Almost like Huga, Huga is how we kind of explain it to folks. But it's really about finding your authentic self and bringing in comfort to those pieces. So really, you know, 
if you feel like today wanting to sit on your couch and wear your comfy clothes, hey, do it. If you want to do, go out and go for a jog, go do it. It's really just bringing all those different pieces together to really bring, you know, bring your authentic self to the table. And that's one of the biggest things that work with with people. Um, and I do a lot, you know, one-on-one -on -one wellness coaching along those lines. Like I meet people where they are. One of the biggest things I do, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. One of the biggest things is the healthiest happy hour in Madison. So we meet and we have a happy hour where we talk and have, you know, we don't necessarily have, we, Wisconsin is known for their adult beverages, but it's not necessarily an adult beverage that we enjoy. But we sit and we talk over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and just really enjoy, you know, each other's company and find out what those next steps are. So a lot about, a lot of those things that other people were adding in, we do that, but on a different level. So yes, I do work with people, you know, on, on via Skype, via different, you know, platforms like this, but also it's that really that connection that I try to bring for people together. Yeah, so that I will leave it at that to try and keep us keep us on track for a little bit of time. So, no, that was awesome. But what I wanted you to and you did say it, but I want you to say it again is that you are the only duly certified what now? Yep. So I'm one of only 11 duly certified as a certified diabetes educator, which is a credential from the National Certification Board for Certified Diabetes Educators. Most CDEs um, as is the acronym are nurses or dietitians, those are the majority of the certifications that are certified diabetes educators. And so they bring a much more clinical viewpoint to diabetes management. And so as a health educator, so my master's degree is in health education, and to become a certified diabetes educator, I also had to um, sit for what's called the master certification health, master certified health education specialist credential. So basically after you've had your master's degree and practicing for five years, you can take a national exam and then from that national exam, you can take all of your diabetes hours you know, and start working towards the, oh, how many hours is it? Like 500 plus hours for your certified diabetes educator degree or credentialing after that. So it's been a long journey. It's been about, took about 10 years to get to it because when I finished my master's degree, I finished my master's degree in health education in May of 2005, in January of 2005, so five months before graduation, they decided to change the fact that health educators could not become certified diabetes educators. I was five months away from graduation and was like, I know health education is my right path to be on. So in that process, I did that, you know, I looked, I worked in higher education. I looked into, you know, looked into and was accepted to a nursing school. Nurses are allowed, were allowed at the time to become certified diabetes educators. I ended up not going that path. I also looked at social work school because social workers are also set for certified diabetes educator. I was accepted and started that program, but realized, no, I'm a health educator. I'm laughing because whole, I did social work school. perspective. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, hey, hey. My, <laughs> my mom's a social worker, so I get it. I, I grew up with social work all around. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't finish because I was already in psychology and it was like, okay, this is similar, different license, but I don't want to duplicate and spend all this money on similar education. So it's fu funny listening to you because it's, it's interesting how we go all of these different journeys to try to figure out what it is that we needed to get out of it in the first place. And then what we need to be able to do the things that we want to do. And the one thing like you just said, You've been in this 20 years, you've done all these different things, but it's funny how it's all in wellness and how you can use all of it for teaching people how to take care of themselves. And when you talk about diabetes certification, 
that is something that people, first of all, call sugar that people do not have a clue about. And now even like one of my daughter's friends was diagnosed at like 12 years old with diabetes, had no clue and wound up in ICU. So what you're doing is extremely important. And it's something that we don't hear in our avenues that often. And I actually just earlier this morning wrote an article for a journal um, along the lines of looking at the whole person when it comes to their diabetes management. We are so, we're so stuck in that clinical, like, what's your blood glucose number? What's going on here? We forget about, hey, how are they doing socially? How are they doing spiritually? How are they emotionally? Are they able to go on to those next pieces? Because if they're not emotionally and spiritually in the right spot, all the information disputed them. It's not going to work. That's right. Really where I try to help folks get to that point where they can really be in a good mindset, in a good physical, emotional mindset as well before going forward. Because if you're just there without it, it's really hard to concentrate and really hard to take good care of yourself. And, and um, yeah, go for it. What, what you're saying is true. I have chronic illness and for four years I was in the bed. And I just woke up one day and said, I can't live like this anymore. I got to fight back. And so what you're saying is so true because as a wellness coach and what you're talking about is the fact that chronic illness for any type of illness, no matter what it is, is overwhelming. And it takes so much energy just to take care of yourself for the basics. And so it's easier to just not try. It's like, you know what, forget it because it takes too much energy to take a shower. It takes too much energy to check my sugar. It takes too much energy to do my diet and to meal plan. So that is the reason why people don't do it. And so people like you are extremely important to be able to shed light and not only shed light, but provide assistance with executing that. Well, and I think the other big piece that I didn't mention on there is from a personal standpoint, I've had type one diabetes for 35 years. I am living it day in, day out. Knock on wood, okay, knock on wood. I don't have any of the complications that can come from diabetes because there are a lot of different complications that come, up, come, come from diabetes, whether it's with your eyes, with your hands, with your feet, with your kidneys, all these different pieces. But because I live what I talk to people about, I really let them know that, hey, yeah, it does think at times that we can really work together and go to those next steps. And really, you know, as you were saying, with the chronic condition, how do you manage it? you know, and all those different pieces to make yourself successful, but also to help other people along that journey, for sure. Correct. Does anybody have any uh, questions for Sarah? I don't have a question, but I do have a comment. Sarah, I think is so awesome um, when you think about like, um, what you're doing with the holistic thinking of the person as a whole, because like you said, it can become overwhelming um, with a diagnosis or whatever the case is. Um, but to be able to connect with the person as a whole, you know, I think that's very, very necessary. And they can kind of, you know, even the families or whatever, how can they support, but you look at all aspects of that person's life so that they're able to better handle, um, handle the situation and see that, there is, there's options, you know, everyone is different. Everyone handle things differently, you know, look at your lifestyle now. And cause you can be overwhelmed by, I'm thinking about a couple of people that have been diagnosed with pre, for pre diabetes or, you know, and like you said, it's like, I, it's so much, it's so much that has to change in my life. But when you think, when you're able to work with somebody and let them see themselves as a whole so that they can make those necessary changes. I think that's so important. So that's so cool. 
Okay, thanks. Yeah, I mean, and it really is it's little by little making those changes. If you look at it as a whole, like, yes, it is the whole person and the whole piece, but if you're going at it from the whole big side, it makes it so overwhelming and you don't want to make any changes. Uh, you do the little increments, like, okay, we're just going to tweak this this week or tweak this next week. It makes it so much easier to accept and to move on uh, and to really, yeah, move on to those next pieces and become better, you know, better able to take care of yourself mm -hmm. for sure. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank you. Editoro, you ready? Yes, I am. How are you? Good. How are you? Tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. So my name is Editoro Majek and my business focuses so i'm the founder and creator of solisticcoaching.com which is an online platform where i coach women of color on how to self-care and have self-awareness and um self-love so basically what that is professional tips tools and tricks along with providing coaching, lifestyle coaching, on how to take care of yourself, on how to be with yourself, and how to um, go after what it is that you want based off of these things, loving who you are, supporting who you are, and um, really experiencing your inner truths. So yeah, <laughs> so along with that, um, I offer uh, workshops, uh, trainings for corporate companies, um, for employees, managers, um, and yeah, I also do speaking engagements and all of these things, uh, coach. And um, so I have a master's degree in global and social culture so i have a very global yeah <laughs> a very global outlook on self-care for women of color from uh different backgrounds so i take the stance of like your culture the way you grew up in your household all of these things and how they affect the person that you are um so really learning your you know, the different aspects about yourself, like what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, and, and understanding that and working with that and being accepting of that. Um, so all of these nuances that we have as human beings and as women um, are, are what makes us who we are, but also helps us to kind of be with ourselves so it's about the inner experience um, and, and being more in tune with yourself and then going after, so knowing who you are and then going after what it is that you want to create for your life so that you can live that life that you've always wanted for, for yourself. And I see it says self-care, self-acceptance, and self-awareness. I mean, yes. that's that's that that says everything that we've been talking about all day is that being able to identify that find that because once you do that you can do anything exactly and so for me i wasn't 
growing up, I wasn't in a space where I was accepting and loving to myself. I was very hard on myself. And it was the influence that I had in my life as a Nigerian female. Um, you know, growing up in a culture that was very like focused on, on meeting uh, social expectations, like having a, a corporate job or having a master's degree, um, being married, having children, having a house, having all these, you know, socially um, timed um, <laughs> experiences. That timeline that everybody tries to chase because exactly. that's what ideally life says you're supposed to do. Yes, yeah, supposed to do, supposed to have, and then being so hard on myself for not having these things and not being loving to who I was and then having to go through my own trauma and realizing like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not being kind to myself. And then realizing that I need to step back. I need to listen to my voice. I need to take care of what, what makes me feel best. So all of those uh, experiences and knowledge has brought me to create uh solicit coaching and not only that you said you got a degree in tell us what your master's degree is in again because this is something i've never heard but it sounds fascinating okay so i have a master's degree in global and social cultural studies um along with that i actually also have a graduate certification in uh consensus building okay. and uh conflict management so basically the master's focuses on uh, social behaviors and culture and how it's built, how culture is created, how social constructs are created, right? That goes um, on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> exactly. So it focuses on sociology, anthropology, and um, geography. So how space, place, and identity affect the person or affect what they look like are showing up as what you said is very important to um, a lot of people that we all work with each one of us because we work with people that are trying to meet the expectations of everything that you just discussed and that is exactly what we're all here for and probably what put most of us in our positions because as tammy even said she was kind of pushed into you know, getting out of the corporate sector because of the same pressures, you know, of us fitting this bill of what the world says we're supposed to do, be, and look like. So um, what you said is so important and so powerful, but, but what I want everybody to hear in all of our conversations is the similar similarities rather than the differences, because we're all saying the same thing. We're all facing the same challenges. We're all trying to conform to something, but yet, it just we're not fit because we're custom made to do what we're designed to do and and the thing about that is is the fear of not knowing what that looks like and so in creating this platform i wanted people to understand that there is no look that it is literally just a dream it's something that you just decide one day it's a decision and a choice to just chase it and find out what you need along the way because we don't ever know what we need when we're starting off did any of y'all know what you needed when you started because i still don't know <laughs> so 
every day I find out a different tool or something different that I need to make this easier and wish that I had it eight months prior. But that's very, that's very true, Anika. And uh, uh, to everyone here, it's, it's part of this again. Thank you for us together and doing the costumes when we get back to work. So, um, but I just want to say for all of us that are here, you're right. Um, part of it has been either accidental, it's been an instinct, it's been a thought, it's been a desire. I think I've come away with today is that all of us have a desire to make a difference and to change lives. Mine obviously is financial because I want everybody who, who's in business to make sure you have your money. And we appreciate you, D. <laughs> right, right. I'll make sure y'all have your money. Too. And y'all stay y'all stay solvent. That's my that's my goal. So that's my mantra. But each of us here are are doing are doing, I believe, a a a great thing. And I think the fact that we've come together as here's what's really cool. We've all come together as women from walk of life. We've already said we are, we're excited about this. Anika, thank you so much. We've all been chatting. If you look at the chat, we've been talking the whole time. We're like yeah. already collaborate and, and work this. We kind of can't wait to get together. But uh, I think most of us are like super excited. Thanks again for this. Um, I can't wait to see you know when we all get to, get to do our individual um, interviews with you. And then let's build this. I mean, I'm excited to be a part of this. And this comes at the right time because I need the support too. I mean, I'm getting ready to launch to do a couple of new things, but. I need this and I need to be able to, to, I want, as much as I need the support, I want to be able to be the support. Yes. That's awesome. Because we, we need that as women, we are the nurturers, we are the givers, but we also need to be poured into. And yeah. that's what many of us are missing. And I know for me, I was missing that most of my life. And it, you know, I'm 37. It took till 37 to figure it all out. And <laughs> it was like, it was like, hey, you know, you've been been teaching your kids and all these things. And it's like, if I was who I am today, 10 years ago, the world better watch out. Yeah, but that's why we are constantly building because the world's not ready for us to have it all together. Because if we did, hmm, but guess what? Now we are unified. So guess what that means? Yes. And that's Anika, why I did this because individually we are only pieces of the puzzle, but mm -hmm. together. Oh yeah. Yeah, Anika, I know that. Yeah. And something you have said, Anika, that I'm just like, I have to, we don't have it all figured out. Every day, um, if, yes, you jump, you make that leap, you step out, you do what, you know, I believe God is calling me to do. But I don't know. Every day I'm figuring out something new. And it's funny because I thought, when I was, I, I'm not working a nine to five now, I've, you know, been able to have the opportunity to be able to step out and really dig into what I believe I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but I thought that, oh, okay, there's some magic. And I know it sounds funny, but like you said, uh, it, it, I just thought there was some magic system that's out there. But every day I'm having to, and I'm a creative person, I'm a visionary. So I love to create. I love to, you know, I have all these things, like you said, like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. But we have to stop and, you know what I'm saying? Like be able to focus, be able to stay on track, be able to learn new systems. So every day there's something new to learn. Every day, there's whether it's reading that book, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's connecting with other women that are going through exactly, don't, know, don't nobody have it all together. I'm sorry. Somebody's telling you that? 
then you need to run away from that person because we all need to be connected in different ways. Like you're saying, financial coaching, wellness coaching, um, business coaching. We all have things that we are needing to be able to connect with others about. And this is a daily thing. Earlier you asked, like, do you ever feel like quitting? Every day. Everything. I'm like, this ain't for me. This ain't for me. But um, like Tammy was saying, there's something inside um, that it just, I, I just can't stop. I can't. I can't. There's something inside that will not, I cannot give up. I'm not allowing it to, to happen. So, yeah. Don't give up. You guys go ahead and say your, your final pieces. Um, as a home-based business, uh, there's something at my door that's probably for my business. So y'all go ahead, talk real quick. <laughs> All right, guys, this is uh, Dee Bowden from BCS Solutions. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on, the, on this podcast with you all. I'm excited to have, I've made some new business connections. I look forward to us getting together. Uh, I think most of us have decided to the chat. We're going to connect either on Facebook or LinkedIn or something, but let's make sure we do this. Um, I've already said my thanks to Anika. I'm actually going to jump off now. So I can actually keep my day job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. And y'all find me, like I said, I put my, put my link for the business inside. I gave you all a free um, PDF called five successful strategies to collecting your money. And if, if you go to my website, in the middle of the website, there's a link where you can just slide up your meet, uh, put your uh, name and email address in. You can download the, the PDF, and that way you have something as a, as a gift from me. Actually, hold on. Let me tell her. Hey, Anika. Yes, ma'am. So I was just telling everybody, thanks for this opportunity. Appreciate that. And I said I, I gave a, I have a free gift for everybody. If you go to my website, um, in the middle of it, it's it's a five successful five strategies to successfully successfully collect your money. You can put your name and your email address in it and download the PDF. And that's a, that's a gift to everybody so you can have something to take away from today and say, hey, something you got from D is five steps ago. Perfect, D, because I need it. I know I need it. And, <laughs> and, and I, I need help because that's something that I just, I avoid because it's, it's something that doesn't make sense to me initially and it's challenging. Reach out, reach out to me. And let, let's let's talk to me offline. I got you. Call me after. after, after. All right. All right. Anybody else have last words? I just wanted to say real quick um, on this too, I wanted to kind of respond to Keisha and, and them earlier. I think that as entrepreneurs, it's a different mindset. And I think we kind of have to embrace that. And one of the things that I like to say, kind of coined the phrase or whatever, I've been unemployable since 2004. <laughs> I don't know necessarily what my business is going to look like when it's all said and done. But I know that I can't, you know, I can't go back to a real job at this point, and that's not even an option. And I know that I work harder for myself than I ever did for anybody else. And I think that that's the key to it. You just have to decide that you're unemployable. You know, this is, this is the path that you're on. So I want to thank you for doing this. This has been amazing, Anika, and I really enjoy it. I've got to jump off here, too. I've got a client call. But... I've enjoyed Wait, meeting you, ladies. Awesome and I, thing to be busy. Oh, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful problem to have. So yeah. let me do this. And like I said, I've, I've got a workshop coming up this next weekend. I'm you know doing all the things. But if you want to connect or whatever, jump on the Facebook. I threw my link in the in the chat box. Um, and if I can help y'all, be happy to do it.
And actually, everybody, and to all the listeners, all of these women's information will be featured on my website, nobodygreaterinc.com. So check everybody out. And um, if you want to connect, information will be there. Anybody else? Thank you for being here to everyone. Um, This is Anika. And I just, today's the first podcast. I think it was amazing. Um, I learned a lot. I have met new women that I will carry with me on this journey. And it's about building from here on out. Okay. Have a great day. Just want to say thank you guys. This has been great. I look forward to kind of where we, where we, each one of us goes from here and where we go together. And I'm sending you good juju, Randy. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to thank you so much, Anika, for giving us the opportunity to be able to connect. Like you said, networking is more than just passing out business cards or whatever the case may be. It's about building relationships and we're definitely built some stuff here. So um, for me, I can be reached at um, on Instagram and Facebook through Abundantly Authentic. And you can check out my freebie on five, um, five ways to encourage your girls not to give in to, peer pre- um, to outside pressures. Love it. Um, so you can go ahead and check that out. Excellent. Editorial? Yes, Anika, I wanted to say thank you so much for having all of us. Um, it was such a great opportunity to meet all of you. Um, And yeah, I look forward to um, connecting with you ladies. And as well, you can find me at solisticcoaching.com. You can find me at ade.toro on Instagram. Um, And yeah, I've left my links. So whenever you guys want to, and not you guys as in the panelists, but you guys are welcome to Uh, but the listeners yes if the listeners are here they can um go ahead and uh connect with me at my links all right this has been amazing and i will talk to each of you later and to the listeners welcome to your voice your power and there is more to come y'all have an amazing and powerful day bye y'all bye